with that said, man, we're just going to go ahead and transition a little bit, move into our week seven starts. Obviously, there were some good guys that blew up in week six. We got to be careful not just to follow the name, but watch their matchup. Watch what they're going to do. You know, really go through that number and see what's going on and dissect their their totals from last week and see how those things happened and see if it'll replicate. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Maybe we got a whole new guy. But we're going to go ahead and get this thing started. Bombo, who's your start of week seven? Week seven must start is Debo Samuel in the Super Bowl rematch from a couple years ago against San Francisco and Kansas City. This more has to do with Kansas City's inability to stop the other team's elite wide receiver. We've seen it the last two weeks with Devontae Adams pretty much going over the top anytime he wanted to for big plays. And then Stefan Diggs putting on a receiving clinic last week. Debo... We've seen him. He's a big play ready to happen at any time. I think he's going to be probably more involved as a wide receiver. Even though it was Jeff Wilson didn't have the best game, fumbled, turned into a touchdown. Uh, Shanahan likes him. I think they're going to, you, you can't just punish him like that. You got to go with what works. Try to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, but you, you have to take your big plays. I expect. Garoppolo to have to keep up, have to throw. Garoppolo is no slouch. Like I said, this is a Super Bowl pre, a Super Bowl rematch. Some some would say Super Bowl preview, right? Because they got the Niners up there again as one of the teams to look out for in the in the NFC. But this is a this is a chance for the Niners to prove that they belong in the class of someone like KC. So they're gonna have to keep up. And I got Debo as just being the number one playmaker on that team. They got other guys that'll probably have their opportunities, but they should probably be doing their best to force it to Debo. Because Debo can take five yards to 95 yards really quick. Yeah, no, I think those are all great points. And I think one of the things that Kansas City's receiving court got exposed a little bit is they don't play well getting hit in the mouth. And Buffalo hit him in the mouth last week, and they really didn't perform. You know, Juju had one big 40 or 50-yard pass and ended up with 90-some yards. But, I mean, overall, they were all about the same at 50, 60 yards. It was a tough game. And I think that's probably the blueprint for defenses if they they can do it physically, you know, against Kansas City. And we'll see what happens with, you know, I mean, San Francisco played them a couple years ago in the Super Bowl a few years ago, pretty much with some of the same personnel. And Frisco's a little beat up defensively, so you're right, man. They may have to have a little bit of a shootout with them. And what are you going to use but your best bowling ball? You know what I mean? And even if he takes up two or three guys and now you could free up Ayuk or Kittle because Kittle had a couple flashes in the last game too. I mean, yeah, it works out, man. Nice call. Nice start of week seven. We'll follow up on that next week. T, how are you going to roll behind that? Who's your start? Week seven. Yeah, my start for week seven is going to be Kenneth Walker. Again, I kind of pumped him up a little bit and I know, King, you were talking about pumping the brakes, but... Let me just put this out there. This is purely matchup. The Chargers are the worst run defense in the league. They can't stop anything. They're they're averaging close to 30 fantasy points allowed by running backs against them. So whoever is the running back going up against them that week, it doesn't matter. They're getting close to 30 fantasy points guaranteed. So I can't say that Kenneth Walker is going to have a great day, but he should have a very strong fantasy outing. This kid balls out. He had 110 total yards last week. He was at like 97, I believe, on the ground. So I really got to say that the matchup this week 
for me has got to be Kenneth Walker and his ability to be able to just run so hard and the Chargers can't stop anything. Yeah, the Chargers gave up like 60-something yards to Latavius Murray right off the bus. Right, this guy was off the couch. Off the couch, right? Yeah, stepped off, changes, changes some cleats, and ran out there and ran on them. So, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree that the the Chargers defensively, they I don't think they have a problem with getting to the quarterback, but that's it's stopping. It's that interior, uh, that defensive interior, that front seven. After you get after it's passed, getting to the quarterback, they're not really able to stop off those junk, those chunk gains. We saw what Nick Chubb did to him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I think Damian Kenneth Wal- Pierce. Damian Pierce. Damian right? Pierce. Yeah. yeah, Kenneth Walker is he's got he's got a good lineup right now, a good chunk of his schedule to audition for the, for being a stud. Put it that way. I hope they get the kid a little bit more involved in the passing game. I mean, he they line him up outside, line him up wide. They do a lot of stuff create creatively with him, and I'd like to see him a little more involved in the passing game. I just don't want him to hammer him up up the middle. He's a smaller guy. You know, even though he's built like a brick, he's still a smaller guy. And I just still question his durability, at least until he's been in the league a couple years. Because their bodies change. You know, these guys get on the weight programs. They get on the, you know, the protein programs, the nutrition programs. It's a lot different for their bodies. So I just hope they don't kill the kid, you know. But, yeah, it seems like, and here's the thing, right? And I was thinking about this the other day. You know, obviously, I think Seattle's game plan in every game even whether it was Rashad Penny, Kenneth Walker, DJ Dallas, whoever the hell they got, TJ Homer or whatever, RJ Homer, whatever that guy's name is. He's been there for like, it seems like forever. I mean, they want to run the ball and shorten the game, you know, and they want to set up the pass through the run so Geno can play action the shit out of him and just throw over the top to those two receivers. But I think in this game, running the ball might end up being a shootout for them because I think it's going to be so easy running the ball. They're going to get such big chunks. They're going to score fast. And now the Chargers are just, I was going to call them San Diego. I caught myself, guys, just so you know. So is I know the Chargers are going to have to keep up with them offensively. So they're going to be throwing the shit out of the ball. This thing could be a shootout, and Seattle can set the the NFL record for yardage in a rushing in a game. I mean, it's it's going to be a crazy game. I like that T. I think, you know, this is probably one of the exceptions to start this kid immediately after the first game where he did well because the matchup's just so bad. But it's just one of those things sometimes where the guys are so bad and they just, they perform. They're still men, you know, and they still have pride, you know, and they're still good players. All these guys were the best players in their high school team, probably their best players on their college teams except the linebacking core for San Diego. I don't even know who the hell they are. I never even heard of them, dude. And not just that, dude. I'm just saying, I'm not being prejudiced, but they got to get some brothers out there. He's got two white dudes that are getting run over all the time. I'm just saying that, dude. They need some speed up in the middle, man. They invested all their money in Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. Yeah. Well, Mac had a, to be fair though, Mac did have a really good game last week in oh, week six. Season. So he great was balling so out. Far. Yeah. He's, yeah, yeah he's you're right. Bumble. A great season, guys, but their team stinks. Mm. But he, okay, but he's going to do that for the first season that he's there, and then after that, he's going to disappear because he did that in Chicago too. He had a great first well, season and then just started disappearing. And they're not going to win. You know, they just don't look like a team that can win at all. 
Their coach makes bonehead moves anyways, guys. We got to get going. We got a lot of stuff, man. We got a lot of stuff. T, see how you are? All right, man. So I'm going to talk about my must start of the week. And I know the guy hasn't done well. He was really hyped up, you know, preseason is, you know, really going to have this crazy fantasy year. And he just hasn't done shit. But I think with the matchup he has this week, I like CeeDee Lamb. I don't give a fuck who the quarterback is, whether it be Cooper Russ or or Dak Prescott or either one of those dudes, man. I don't care. Jerry Jones himself all fired up, suiting up because he wants to, you know, throw down with Robert Kraft. You know, in the owners meeting, these dudes were going to box. Jerry Jones told him not to fuck with him, Doug. Don't fuck with me, Robert Kraft, motherfucker. They're ready to throw down these old men. Pulled his teeth out and shit, threw them on the table. Come on, let's go. So I'm just saying, I love the matchup against the Lions. Now I get it. CeeDee Lamb hasn't produced. You know, the first game, he just completely shit the bed, two catches. You know, next game, he had seven catches. You know, but he still hasn't broken 100 yards. King's going out on the limb this week and saying this is CeeDee Lamb's first 100-yard game of the year. Right? And he's going to play a Lions team who had two weeks to get ready for him defensively. Whatever quarterback, like I said, Dak Ham. Yeah, I used to like that Ham. Remember that Ham that was Dak or whatever? Anyway, but anyway, Dak Prescott or Cooper Rush. I don't care who it is. CeeDee Lamb is going to get 100 yards and at least one tutty, maybe double tutties. CeeDee Lamb, Kings Week 7 start. Go ahead and chime in, guys. Okay, real quick. Is it really putting your coconuts out there? Is it really going out on a limb to say that when Detroit is such a horrible defense? I mean, I'm just I'm just asking the question because we all know that everybody scores on Detroit and everybody seems to have big games against Detroit. So it to me, it just doesn't seem like it's kind of putting your coconuts that much out there. Just I saying put my coconuts out there. I said I'm putting them out there for their hundred yard game. But I, That's I think what I'm that the reality is you just plucked off the lowest fruit on the fucking tree by taking Kenneth Walker <laughs> against the Chargers, <laughs> and you're talking shit to me? Yeah, yeah, C. I am. Lamb has underproduced all year. His highest fantasy total was 22 points. He hasn't done shit. He's going to have a huge game. I'm not saying, I don't give a... I'm, I'm picking him because of the matchup, T. Yeah, no, that's, that's it. No, why he's it, it a must-start. Of course, of course. Uh, no, okay. no, I agree. That's how this agree works, bro. Just throwing it out there, man. Okay, yeah. Okay, glad we glad we got you. All right, so, Bombo, you got to help me here, man. Yeah. And do something with this guy, man. I'm going to steer it back to the, to the players. No, the, I like that you threw it out there that you don't matter. It doesn't matter because I'll tell you like this, this, this Detroit defense is quarterback proof. It don't matter who's back there. And if I'm hoping that Dallas, if they do go Cooper rush, because come on, you, you got the bye week coming up next week for them. If you're going to rush Dak back, is this really a must win game for them? It, it says a lot right now about wh- where they think they are. If they need to rush Dak back for this game instead of taking that extra time with the bye week. So I'm, I'm thinking that maybe it'll go Cooper rush because he was just a couple of small mistakes away from having CD lamb blow up last week when they were trying to win that game. He, and he underthrew him for that last pick that was CD lamb open for a 50 yard touchdown that literally he's it was, been open a few times. I Bumble. know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so if, if, so this, if, 
if Dak starts this game, that means they have zero faith in Cooper Rush and they and they're ready to unleash this offense we've been waiting for. But if they let it wait, I'm gonna have faith that they looked at some film and they saw some things that they could clean up. And I still expect CeeDee Lamb to have that same game. And I think there's a really good chance they're gonna give him another week. Why rush it? You know what I mean? When they really feel they could just outmuscle him, don't even have to finesse him. They just outmuscle him and beat Detroit. They you rushed. Know, so. They rushed Russ back last year. They rushed Russell Wilson back last year on the same thing, and he shit the bed for the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah, because it's hard, man. You don't have any grip. You don't have any strength. Your ligament isn't fucking. It's still like a like sweet teas chonies. You know, it's all like worn out, dude. You know, all what worn I mean? out. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, like the elastic's all worn out. Like it doesn't even stick to you no more. It doesn't even like hold you up. So, okay, Bombo, to your point, though, I don't necessarily think if they play Dak over Rush, it would be that they don't have confidence in a Rush. I think it's more of a they're seeing Philadelphia. They're they're six and oh, the division is could potentially get away from them. And so it's kind of a more of an uphill. And you know how Jerry is about Dak. So it's one of those things where it's just, okay, panic mode with him all the time and just kind of throw him in there if he's even, you know, 40% healthy. I don't think it's more of a, a you know, telling to say that they don't have confidence in Rush because, I mean, with the guy, what, went four and one, something like that? I mean, so he's he's done a, a hell of a job, you know, much better than any of us ever thought he would be able to do. Yeah, but I, I, I I agree. I think, but I I think Dallas is looking at at the Giants and looking at the Eagles, and if they throw Dak in there, it's the red button for them, and that's why I think they're going to go out there and they're going to open the playbook. They're going to make Dak throw it around. You don't bring Dak in there to hand it off to Zeke forty times a game. You're going to bring Dak back to to air it out, and because now but he has Detroit his full, has a shitty run defense too. I think they're going to. I think that Dallas is going to put up fifty two, in it, but they might also yeah, give mean, it up. You know be. what I mean? Like they might give up thirty points, but. No, they're great points and great points, you know, T especially, you know, good points. You know, everything you said, I think was spot on, but I just seem like T's a little aggressive tonight, huh? I'm just throwing that out there, man. Jump my shit right away. Jump Bombo shit. He's really, you know, more passive. I'm a little honorary tonight. That's what I'm saying, dude. What's going on, man? Haven't eaten dinner yet or what's going on over there, bro? It's just, it's that, no, uh, right before we started. It's that owner's meeting vibes. Oh, that's what yeah, it is. Dude. I was hanging out with Jerry, Jerry Jones right before coming the out of him right now. Okay, all right. Okay. Shh. I was watching Fight Club before we started recording. Hey, Space Monkey. Shout out to Space Monkey, dude. One of the guys in my league shaved his head, and he looks like the guy from Fight Club where they shaved his head, and they smacked the back of his head and tell him, Space Monkey, shot into space. He didn't get it until I had to send him a meme. But anyways, <laughs> but speaking of that, man, since I'm on that subject, I want to give a shout out to the stalker. He knows what I'm talking about. You know, he's one in one of my leagues. He's one of the guys with me at work and, you know, cool dude, man. I hang out with him and talk to him a little bit and, and he's pretty knowledgeable. He knows his shit. You know, I just want to give him a shout out. He's doing really good in our league. And, you know, I'm not even going to throw out his league name on our league, but I just call him the stalker. You know, he knows who I'm talking about, but. All right, man. So good points, guys. You know, wait. Good job on week seven starts. You know, now we're going to go into our week seven sits. Sit your ass on the fucking bench. Last week, we did good, man. I know I did. I sat Najee's ass on the bench. That dude sucks, dude. And then I read all this shit last week, T, because you were sending me stuff that he had a, he had a, a metal insert in his foot because of his injury taken out. Now he's 100%. 
if that's a hundred percent, fuck. Oh man, this guy's got to be like a fourth or fifth round pick next year. If that's a hundred percent, I'm just saying. Come on, he got a touchdown at least. He didn't get a touchdown. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he caught one. It was a pass. It wasn't a run. It was a pass. Six yards. A little screen. Receiving touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, that's what fucked me up because I was say that fucker didn't get a rushing touchdown. No fucking way. Fucking pile of shit. All right. So, our must sit your ass on the bench and maybe never get off for week seven. Who's your week seven sit? All right. So the guy that I'm sitting his ass down and until further notice can't even muster the idea of putting him in any kind of lineup is Trevor Lawrence. Now he's got a matchup coming up this week against the New York giants. And you know, the giants are rolling. These guys are playing with tons of confidence. I would even go as far to say as they're playing it over their head. They're just, these guys just, they filling it. They're filling themselves and if you look at what Trevor Lawrence over the past couple of weeks have done, he hasn't done much this past week. He had less than 200 yards. He didn't get a touchdown pass until towards the end to Christian Kirk. It was bad all day. The only bright spot that I could say about Trevor Lawrence over the past week was for the first time since week three, he did not turn the ball over. And that's just been the key with him. He's, he turns the ball over a lot and I don't know. I just, I, I think they need to get that kid right. He has tons of upside. He does a lot of things well. He even runs really well, you know, which is very underrated on his ability. And I just can't bring myself to be putting him in any kind of starting lineup at this point right now. Prove me wrong, guys. Yeah, did he did get it done with his on his feet last week. The thing was, a couple of those were, they weren't really design runs. There was more of him running for his life. I, I'm still good on Trevor Lawrence. I think right now, depending on how you draft it, if you're streaming or if you went heavy in other positions and you had to rock with Lawrence right now, you're probably, he's probably the reason why you're down a couple of weeks. He had some single digit weeks a couple of weeks back. D- depending on your scoring, he d- he would have scored in the low 20s, mid 20s this week. The thing is, that's not what we're expecting, right? We're expecting him to be top 10. I mean, with the talent, with the arm talent, I think what we're seeing is they need to surround him with a couple more pieces because some of these aren't working out. Now, I don't I don't, I don't, know if he's had Zay Jones this past week. He's doing his best with Christian Kirk, but right now Evan Ingram isn't it. Uh, he's a safety valve, but he's just not, he just doesn't have that breakaway speed. He doesn't get the separation. He's not getting the, the end zone looks. They are getting Etienne more involved. James Robinson is doing his part but now he's more of a complimentary piece i want to say they need to open the playbook a little bit more for trevor lawrence and and let him ease through some of these these turnovers and and some of this miscues that he has so that he can really tighten it up in the second half of the year because believe it or not the jags are not out of it at all no and i think that's a good point and i think that the thing we have to remember is he's still basically a rookie he's in a completely new system he has a new coach and he scored three fucking touchdowns last week. He That's did. I mean, two of them were on the ground. Yeah, so, two of them were on the ground, and it was his biggest week since week three. But the two prior weeks to okay, that, you I mean, had he your shot. I thought it. I was going. You could go after sorry. me, dude. Sorry, I mean, sorry, what sorry. sorry. What's going on, Bombo? This dude's fired up. How much coffee did he have before the show? I'm all jacked up the on Mountain Dew. Dew. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, fuck, dude, you're just cutting me. Let me finish, bro. And you could jump on in there, okay? 
So what I was going to say was, if you watch the game, he took him down at the end with only a minute and a half left to score the winning touchdown or the tying touchdown. Matt Ryan took him all the way back in a minute and a half. That's on the defense. This kid's playing his ass off. I think his ceiling, he's got upward trajectory. I think that Indianapolis's strength on their defense is their secondary, is not stopping the run. I think that he does, he does well in every game. He's played in a couple weird games. One was a fucking monsoon he played in. Then he played in, you know, another game where he just, he played a really good team, so it's really hard to do well. But he's showing things. And I think to your point, Bombo, I'm just, I'm not going to disagree, and I agree he maybe needs another weapon, but they're young, and they haven't played together. Etienne, this kid seems to be taking over the backfield now. He's getting the big chunk plays. He's getting the more carries. James Robinson is just getting put on the bench. And they knew that had to happen because that's their better chance of winning. That kid can break it anytime. He takes that three or four yard run that James Robinson had and he runs 60 or 70. And you can see it developing and they have to learn how to win. Remember, they only won a couple games last year. If that one game, what did they win? Right? So even if they win four games this year, that's huge. That's huge, guys. You know, put it into perspective. I'm still liking me some Trevor Lawrence. I still think that he's a good fill-in, and if your guy goes down, you can plug him in. If your guy is someone like Matt Stafford or Kyler Murray who's not doing so good and you just want to change, I still feel comfortable throwing in a Trevor Lawrence. So go ahead and jump me now, T, because now I'm done. Okay. All very good points. But let me just say this, okay? I'm not off the Trevor Lawrence bandwagon. I really think that this kid is going to be very special. He's got something going. He's really productive. But at the same time, he's doing, he was a rookie last year. He's doing a lot of stupid mistakes still that he should have taken care of or gotten rid of last year. He's still really sloppy with the ball. In the pr- Prior to this week six, he had seven turnovers in two weeks Okay, he's got to take care of that ball. And this is the what he's only had two solid games out of six so far. So it it, uh, him going against the New York Giants makes it very hard for me to even put him in a lineup this week. So I just I'm not feeling him right now. Yes, he had a, a really solid week against Indy, but even the solid week, he still had less than 200 yards passing. You know, and for me, I want to see him progress as a thrower too. Yeah, he can get it done on on the ground. Two two rushing touchdowns. That's great. But let me see what you could do with your arm too, kid. You know, and Bombo, to your point, he did have Zay Jones because he threw a couple of strikes to Zay Jones right on the sideline that were really nice. And Zay Jones made some really hard catches to be able to to bring those in. So he does have some flashes where he can make some really hard throws to a spot where only the receiver can get him. But I just can't play him right now. That's just me, guys. Yeah, I'm just no, saying. I, I get it, it man. And remember, hard. some of it's the coaching. He's not there to throw the ball all over the field. You know, like we want, as fantasy owners want. Sometimes it doesn't work that way, fantasy owners, right? You know, we expect our guys to throw for 400 every game. They could have. They should have. Well, that's maybe that's not the game plan. Maybe they don't want to expose themselves like that. It's called football. Yeah. But you would know all I mean, about exposing saying. yourself. What was that? 
I said you would know all about exposing yourself. I, I, I'm not even going to tell you, dude, but I got me too the other day taking a leak in public. <laughs> it's that. the worst, dude. Like you can't even take a leak. I'm getting older, guys. So my O-ring has sort of worn out. You know what I mean? So when I got to go, I got to go. And especially if I'm driving like on bumpy roads and shit or like, I do some driving, you know, by where I am and it's, you know, in a lot of hills and there's a lot of dips. And I think that jars my kidneys or bladder or something. Because, man, when I got to go, I got to go. And yeah, some lady me tooed me, bro. And I'm just, just got that was bullshit. You got to huh? carry like an empty milk carton with you, like the truckers, and just do it in there and then just leave it no, off the side of the road. We what are you talking do. about, bro? It's like that thing that you hook onto your penile there and it has like a hose that runs down the side of your leg with a bag. Keeps yeah, the road trip warm one. Too. Exactly. Huh? For the road well, trips. That's well, the it's like I a little road get, trip. Dude, is I drink like, you know, like a bottle of water, you know, like a, you know, bottle of water, 12 ounces, 10 ounces, whatever they are, right? Why does like 60 ounces of piss come out? I never get that, dude. Like, wh- how does it multiply in there? Because I'm on my third piss, piss right now. And this thing, you know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. Dude, I'm just piss saying. Piss and anyway, vinegar. I'm, I'm just saying, guys. But All right, man. So that's enough of that. But. I think the last word will still be me and Bombo like Trevor Lawrence. You know, and T just, you know, jumping that shit. That's probably the most content T's put out since we started the show, dude. He's mm-hmm. almost like a Trevor Lawrence hater there, Doug. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. But he did. And he is saying, oh, I'm not like off him. Yeah, you are, dude. No, I'm not. I have him in it? one of my you leagues. Use some Trevor Lawrence, Doug. I don't. But I'm I have him in one of my leagues. Because you just right. went uh, like a long ways on yours. So I'm going to close mine up. David Montgomery, Chicago Bears, came back, looked really good after his injury, looked, you know, pretty good and you know, when he played and still has some good movement and he's guaranteed 60 yards rushing, maybe 20, 30 yards, you know, receiving. I think that's his floor. You know, and that's really what he shows all the time and he can flash for big games. But I just think this week he's playing you-know-who, the Wizard. I think at this point, man, he's just, they're not going to do anything. I think the wizard knows to shut down the entire running game and he'll just going to make the kid throw the ball. I think if anybody has a game, it'll be Justin Fields. I think this one's going to be a tough win for him, but my must sit, David Montgomery. And and I include Khalil Herbert. I wouldn't play Khalil Herbert either. I'm just saying anybody in that running game, sit him down. What do you think, guys? Uh, every single running back that's played against the Patriots and us three are all tied for the same amount of touchdowns. Zero. Zero touchdowns given up by this defense on from the running back position. Nick Chubb, who I said to sit his ass on the bench too, right? I'm just saying. Depending on your scoring matrix, Nick Chubb probably got you single digits last year. And this is the, I would say in 2022, he's the best running back in the league. And Bill did that to him. David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, they tear it up. Don't get me wrong. They tear it up. They can each, each one of them and the Bears run blocking could open up huge holes and they could both create big gains. They're just not going to do it this game. I agree. I think it's just going to be really hard for them. I don't think that they're going to be able to get much of an offense rolling at all. You know, and it's, it just sort of sucks because that's my team, but our offense sucks. So that's how we're going to roll with it for a while. And when you play a defense like this or a guy who can scheme like this, it just it's not a good good fit. But 
you know, that's enough of our sits. We got our three sits. Obviously, T's sit is the one we're going to watch the most just so we can throw it in his face if he blows up. You know, and T's giving us the big one-finger salute right now. So we appreciate you, T. We do. Yeah.